So with uh, food blogs, it's a lot more like hands-on. You're taking the photos. Uh, your personality is more into it. And we have like the YouTube channel and our personalities are very in the front of, of what's going on with it. So I would say that's kind of a big part of what we do and why it's successful. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Matt Gadke of KetoConnect.net. Matt, it's great to have you on the show. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes, yeah, super excited to have you on and hear about all the awesome things that you're doing and building. And before we jumped into that, I wanted to read a little bit more about Matt so you could hear about some of those awesome things. And after going to school to become a computer engineer, Matt decided to follow his passion and start a food blog and YouTube channel with his wife six years ago. Their content focuses on living a healthy lifestyle through a low-carb diet. And they grew their website to more than 1 million monthly page views in less than one year and currently have close to 1 million YouTube subscribers. They're now working on acquiring, building, and operating a portfolio of content websites. Matt, super excited to have you on the show here about all the awesome things you and your wife are building. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? I am, but unfortunately, you're not speaking to a CEO. My wife told me to tell you this. I'm the CTO, she says. Okay. <laughs> She's the CEO. Okay, that, that makes sense. But I always say teamwork makes the dream work. So that way, yeah. we have uh, both of you in spirit and, and great to have you on the show. So we'll call this the CTO podcast. I, I am CTO podcast. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So to kind of kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit. And I know you you talked a little bit about like how you got started. I read a little bit. Can you take us through what I like to call Call your story when we'll let you all to get started with all the awesome work you're doing. Yeah. So I guess the story kind of goes back to just me constantly trying different things on the side, like a lot of side hustles, people will call it today. And just trying to kind of make something of myself. I tried like, you know, selling stuff on eBay, a bunch of different stuff. I think a big transformative experience for me was like for probably about four years trying to be like an online poker pro really teaches you a lot about life, a lot about just like crushing defeats, getting back up, that type of a thing. When we started Keto Connect, which was six years ago, I was working just like a really boring job. It paid the bills. It was a computer engineering job. So making pretty good money, but definitely didn't want to do it for a really long time. My parents did that. They did like the 45 year type of thing for Ford Motor Company. So I knew I didn't want to do that. Um, my wife had just graduated law school. She was studying to take the bar exam. So I guess kind of thinking back, one of my lines of thought was like, hey, let's try this thing that maybe is not as competitive because it's like a mom, it's like a mom type of thing. People that do food blogs generally, like probably 80% of it is just stay at home moms doing like their little side thing. So I was like, hey, maybe we can do something here if we take more of like a tactical business approach to it. It was a lot of timing and luck also went along with it because the keto diet is what our food blog is about, ketoconnect.net. And that really picked up like pretty soon after us starting it. But the funny thing with that is, is a lot of people have this like limiting thing in their head where they're like, it's probably too late. Like it's everyone who's already made it in this uh, niche or whatever has already made it. I'm not going to be able to make a difference. And like, you could have said that at the time that we started, that's kind of like a thought that entered my mind. And then, you know, it like 20 X from there in popularity. 
So that's the story. Nice. I appreciate you so much in sharing that, especially that that tidbit as well, too, because I think you can always feel like, oh, we missed the, we missed the rush. We missed the opportunity. Yeah. But there's always other opportunities, especially in niche, niches, because there's always another niche. There's always something people are searching for. And I think we often forget the way that we do it as well, too, can be replicated because we are, especially in blogs and podcasts and things, you're, a lot of times your personality, your spirit, yeah. your, your values kind of come through. So I love and I appreciate you mentioning that. Thank you. Yeah. Wanted to drill down a little bit more with uh, KetoConnect.net. Could you take us through a little bit more on how you're serving clients and the impact that you're making there? Yeah. So KetoConnect.net, what we do is uh, we provide recipes. We run a food blog primarily. So I guess like the primary mission and the guiding light of just everything is just to help people live healthier in an approachable way. I think a lot of the times people are like shooting for perfection and that people get tripped up because they're already planning to be perfect. And if you fall a little bit short, then you totally fall off track. So really like approachable ways to eat healthier. So we have like a bunch of recipes on there that are replacements for desserts, like typical desserts you would have. It doesn't seem to be working like the whole life overhaul when you you're counting calories and you're exercising two hours a day, like the new year's new year's resolution type of diet that doesn't work. So that's kind of the guiding principle of what we do. So what we over the past five years have gotten really proficient and good at is like creating recipes, doing really nice food photography. So there's a lot of elements to it where um, that's sort of a differentiating factor with food blogs is it's not as easy. So it's not as competitive because a lot of the the blogs out there is just like info content. Like if you think like healthline.com, you pay a writer in India to do the research and for like two cents a word and write and and like link resources and stuff like that. So that's highly competitive and it's just like a a commoditized product basically. So with uh, food blogs, it's a lot more like hands-on. You're taking the photos, uh, your personality is more into it. And we have like the YouTube channel and our personalities are very in the front of, of what's going on with it. So I would say that's kind of a big part of what we do and why it's successful. Yeah, I, that's awesome that, you know, you, you share that, especially like, as you said, kind of understanding that there might be some opportunity because people weren't going that extra mile. It sounded like, you know, within the, the industry, you had an opportunity to do that. And so would you consider that to be what I like to call your secret sauce? And this could be for yourself individually or the business or a combination of both. But what do you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique? Yeah, I think it has to be our personalities and chemistry on screen. Uh, Me and my wife, that probably is definitely like the unique thing that we have. And I think um, doing not too many people do uh, uh, like like if you run a food blog, typically you have one set of kind of videos you make and it's not really conducive to what people are looking for on YouTube. Like you'll probably just film your recipes or whatever, post them on YouTube. But people that go on YouTube, they usually look for more of like firsthand experiences, like entertaining content, um, people they can relate to. Sometimes you'll look for recipes, but it's not really like the forefront of of what works well on YouTube. So kind of doing uh, content for YouTube that's appropriate for YouTube and doing a food blog to go with that is something that I would say not too many people do. Yeah, that, that makes so much sense that I've heard, you know, people kind of refer to the different platforms, especially related to social media as like languages and understanding like how to speak and how to connect there. And it sounds 
like that's what you're alluding to is just understanding like this is what performs well on YouTube. So let's make sure that we translate the the our spirit and the, the mission that we have into content that would be, you know, really um, engaging there on YouTube. And I wanted to switch gears a little bit. And I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? Well, I got a couple, I guess. Uh, waking up early is uh, essential, mandatory, in my opinion. There's some people that say they're night owls. I don't really believe it. I've never seen one in the wild yet, but I guess they exist. I mean, waking up before everyone else is awake and getting in a couple hours of work is to me essential. But I mean, reading, I think is an essential habit. I always listen to Jim Rohn, who I think is just like the best. He's just like one of the best people ever. Um, And he always talks about like the size of your library is your, your worth, basically. Like this is what you're passing down to your kids. Uh, so I think developing a reading habit, which I just have done in the past few years, and like it's hard to give a book because the more books I've read, I realize it's uh, it's not the book; it's like the the period or your mood or like just where you're at in life at the time. So like the book that made the biggest difference in my life is Mastery by George Leonard, but I don't know if the book is amazing or if it's just because like right at that time it was just like a transitionary phase in my life and I needed that book. But it could have been a different book probably too if I read it at that time and that would be my book. So yeah, those are probably my big two CEO hacks. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I love that. And I appreciate you for, for sharing that as well, too, because I think so many times uh, we forget that when you read a book, sometimes if you read it again, you know, maybe a year, two years later, it might be a completely different way that you look at it because the yeah. timing has as much to do with the book itself and the knowledge within it as as anything else. So I, I love that. I love, you know, each of those, you know, different hacks and then understanding like um, I, I heard like, you know, I think um, Tony Robbins said in order to win the day, you have to win the morning and, and to get ahead of the day a lot of times before those things kind of take hold. It's so important as a reformed uh, night owl. I used to be in the wild. I was able to kind of reform myself and realize that you can get so much more done if by getting up a little bit earlier. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I wanted to ask you now for what I call CEO nugget. So this could be more of a little uh, word of wisdom or piece of advice. It might be something if you were to hop into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. Okay, so the thing I would sell my younger self, I have a lot of these, but the thing is the younger, my younger self wouldn't listen. And I don't expect, you know, that if there's any kids listen to this, you're not going to listen either. So it's kind of wasted, but uh, that's, that's life. So what I would say is like, people like investing in yourself, I guess, is a really easy way to put it. But like, you got to think of uh, what you can do. You're your most valuable resource and investment. So when you invest in yourself, your earning power is a lot higher. Your knowledge is a lot higher. So instead of uh, it's actually from and I'm just like quoting all this stuff. I don't know why whenever I do like these type of CEO podcast things, but uh, rich dad, poor dad, um, like his number one, the thing that stuck with me is um, like when you're 18 or 20 or whatever, it's not about how much you're getting paid at your job. It's about who you're becoming. And that I think is really important because, you know, the amount of money you make when you're, you're 16, 18, it doesn't really matter that much at all on the grand scheme of things. But at the moment, in the moment, yeah, it matters a lot because, you know, Friday night, you know, go out with your friends to the movies or whatever. But really, it's, it's insignificant to what you're learning on the job or reading or, or whatever. And uh, I think just like being a lifelong learner type of a a person is important too, because I know for myself, like in high school and stuff, history and like paying attention and homework and all that was really boring. But now when I read like about Roman history and stuff, it's just like super exciting to me. 
because I'm actually interested and I care about it. Um, so I think just being a, a lifelong learner, it sounds dumb and like everyone says it, but it is important to do. Yeah, it's huge. And I think if you start to look at it, it, it kind of like, you know, building a foundation and building a house, you start to look at it for the long term, running a marathon and you, you start to realize that it's not where you get to a certain point and then it's over. You continue kind of investing yourself and to grow. And you you kind of alluded to something um, that I want to you know hammer home too about that legacy piece that not just for yourself and your present moment, but for your, your future generations, your kids and so on beyond that. That I think a lot of times it, it changes your perspective on that lifelong learning because you're not just investing for today, you're investing for years and decades and, and, and centuries, it feels like in, in advance. Yeah, um, you want the information, the knowledge you have when you're in your 40s and 50s to be really good so that your kids can ignore it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but maybe I'm go. hoping mine will be different, but it seems seems unlikely. <laughs> there you go. But uh, you, you plant those seeds and, and a lot of times they'll come back. So you never know. They can't get rid yeah. of that. So I absolutely appreciate that. So now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Matt, what does being a CEO mean to you? Yeah, to me, I guess, going way outside the standard definition of CEO, which is like, you know, someone who, I guess, runs a company, I would think of it more in the terms of being CEO of like your life, your destiny, your legacy, kind of a thing. And just like waking up being like, like a, a professional about whatever it is that you're doing, especially if it's something that you're just starting on the side. So like really often, people will like pitch me like a, a little startup they're doing or like a small investment. And I go to their Instagram page or whatever, and it'll be like a, a post every, every three months. And it's just like, you know, you're not, you're not a professional. You're not being professional about this. So to me, being a CEO, I guess, is you wake up every day and you do it whether you want to or not. And you're just, you're taking whatever it is you're pursuing very seriously. Awesome. 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 No, I, I truly appreciate that. And I love how those seeds were planted related to everything you've been able to kind of build as well, too, because you mentioned how can I, you know, break through the noise when you were looking at the, the different food blogs and understanding that you were able to do that by being professional, as you said. Yeah. Especially if your thing is, is like a fun thing, like uh, doing TikToks or whatever, like it's big with the kids these days. If you take that professionally, it'll set you apart. And it's, it's tough. I guess that's the thing, because like we do YouTube videos, you know, it's a very like not professional thing, but still having like a posting schedule where you don't miss days, you have some sort of, of due dates and you just at least it's it's your job. So act like it, it is and be professional about it. Absolutely love that. And I think a lot of times you, you hear in the secret of success is the people that become successful. A lot of times you hear that word consistency and a lot of people are not consistent. Yeah. So when you're able to kind of break through the noise by doing that and approaching it as a professional, that's when really great things start to happen. So Matt, truly appreciate that definition. And I appreciate your time even more. What I want to do is just pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a hold of you, subscribe to the YouTube channel and find out about all the awesome things you both are working on. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're listening to podcasts like this, you're probably looking for something better in life and to just continually improve, progress and, you know, make a difference. So I don't know, just like stick with it. Eventually it'll happen. I like the kind to kind of think of it in a way, like if you decide to succeed, you will, you'll find a way. So a lot of times when we don't succeed, it's because we're not really convinced that we're gonna. And if it's a foregone conclusion, it's just a matter of when, how long is it going to take? What do I got to do? Like maybe you start your business um, and it's one thing and then it kind of turns into something else. You know, there's all these ways to success once you decide. So I think that's 
kind of what I'll end it on. And ketoconnect.net, that is the website. Uh, that's where you can find out basically everything about me and my wife, all our recipes and stuff. And then we also have the YouTube channel, Keto Connect. And if you just search Keto Connect pretty much anywhere, you'll find us. Awesome, awesome, awesome. To make it even easier, we'll have the links and information in the show notes. And I absolutely appreciate that last you know piece of advice as well, too, because I think so many times when we look at success as like kind of being or trying to get into a, a house or a room and you see, you find out the door is locked, you can't get in that way, you find out the windows lock, you have to, you know, dig here or you have to jump over the fence or do all those things. But if you understand that success is kind of something that is going to be yours, you won't, you'll find a way to kind of get into that house. So appreciate you so much and sharing that. And, and of course, doing that as well, too. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Yeah, thanks for having me. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. This has been the I am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.